0: It's Y'all, the show all about the South. Talk with a Southern accent. Hi there, it's Friday, and I'm your host, John Raw. We're going to close out the week here on the Y'all program and send you into the weekend with a big smile on your face, we hope, with this all Dixie program. Coming up in hour two today, we'll have our free for y'all. We'll bring on some good tunage for you, David Lee Murphy and more. Don't want to miss that. A surprise song in the mix today. Hang on for the fun that begins in hour two of today's program. We'll have our hashtag Hullabaloo, and that's where we go in and find fun stuff from the interweb and social media. It should be a lot of fun as we dig up some good southern banter in hashtag Hullabaloo today. Then we'll close it out in hour two with from Dixie with love and also take a look around the weekend in sports. And if we can squeeze in some movie talk, We'll do that as well, as maybe some of you have had a chance to see what's at the box office right now, and we'll have you an update on that before we get out here today. But here in hour one of the Y'all Show, we're going to have a rewind to Friday, uh, to earlier in the week on Tuesday, we had our guest come on from the Texas Tribune, Amon Bathija. He's the political editor of this great website, texastribune.com, and he helped us break down The Senate race between Beto O'Rourke and Ted Cruz, a very heated contest for U.S. Senate in Texas. And we'll get a little sample of that interview that we had on Tuesday and a little bit on the Y'all Show. So hold on for that. And also in the next segment, we'll look at some college sports news and notes. We're only eight days away from the start of college football. It gets going early next week, next weekend specifically, next Saturday. And we'll tell you a little bit about some college news and notes heading into the last weekend before there's college football. Uh, College football next weekend, this is your last dormant weekend. Go do your chores, your honeydews this weekend, starting next weekend, although there won't be that many games. At least you'll have a good excuse when you need to go do something. You can say, well, I had to watch the game. It's required. And then come Labor Day weekend, you have... All kinds of games going on from then until really February when the Super Bowl ends. If you like NFL, if not, that second week in January usually is when the College Football National Championship is held. If you want to reach out to us here on the program, our number is 803-816-1170. We'd love to hear from you via text, 803-816-1170. Questions, comments, opinions, football predictions, and more. We'll take it here on the Y'all Show. We've been telling you for a while how President Donald Trump's been wanting to have a military parade, and it came out just Thursday that it was going to be about a $90 million expense to put this parade on in Washington, D.C. around Veterans Day this year, November 11th. And people started to question that. I question it because I feel like, here's my theory, we should do a big celebration for our Vietnam veterans. In 1968, that was the pinnacle of the of the Vietnam War, and on this, the 50th anniversary of the Tet Offensive and that awful year in Vietnam, my opinion was we should bring all of our Vietnam veterans who served, invite them to Washington, maybe give them some traveling money, but but certainly give them a gift if they show up, give them a nice Vietnam War veteran hat or something like that, and let them march down Pennsylvania Avenue. Because those Vietnam vets never got the kind of proper thank you, and many of them have already met their maker. Many of them will meet their maker soon. That's just a fact of life. When you get to be around 75 years old, or like some of these veterans may be in their 60s, it's it's just just a, you know it's just kind of the right thing to do in my opinion. And I've talked to some Vietnam veterans about this idea. They love it. A lot of them love it for the one reason: their families want to appreciate what they're parent did during the vietnam war and and as i've said before the vietnam war i was not even born until 71 so most of the war was over with by the time i was hatched but i know it was divisive and i know you had people against the war i think this proposal that i'm presenting is for everybody even if you oppose the war if you went to canada come to washington dc it's a time for healing and more importantly it's a time for for uh, respect and I thought it, this idea would be something that the president, if he would even know about it, someone sent him a tape of the show today. It could make him look good. Not that I'm totally trying to make the president look good, but it's the right thing to do. It's cheap. And and, and how can you criticize anybody for wanting to give a proper thank you to our Vietnam veterans? Perhaps we should be doing this for Korean veterans too, as we have even fewer of those left with us, sadly. But Korea, Vietnam, and we'll get to our heroes fighting now in Afghanistan and those who fought in Iraq as well, both in the last 15 years as well as back to 91 when that was a brief conflict there. We just love our veterans, and we want to give them a proper thank you, the kind of thank you they really never officially got when they returned home back in the 1960s and 1970s. Now, getting back to the proposal that Trump had where it was going to be like a a parade in Washington, Veterans Day, around that weekend. $90 million expense. They're going to bring in tanks, aircraft, lots of personnel. Well, the Pentagon, after looking at some of the numbers and such, projections of the cost, they've now decided to postpone President Trump's military parade into 2019. It may not happen at all, but this happened late on Thursday as the Department of Defense and White House have been planning to, this parade to honor America's military veterans and to also commemorate the centennial of the ending of World War One, which was Armistice Day, November 11th of 1918. This would be the 100th anniversary of that here this year. So this parade right now shelved as they try to figure out exactly what to do. I hope they do something for the World War One centennial. Uh, maybe not a full military parade, but it would be... Uh, the proper thing to do with with that important date, 11-11-18. And let's hope something comes about. But the big-time military parade will be put back for some time, according to the Department of Defense. On Thursday in Memphis, while thousands honored the 41st anniversary of the death of Elvis Presley, in that same city, people also went to the home that Aretha Franklin was raised in during her early years. And this home on Lucy Avenue became a place where people stopped by and left condolences and other memorials for this singer who died up north, but she was born in Memphis in 1942. And again, people stopped by with flowers and messages and just sad that the Queen of Soul dies on the same day as the King of Rock and Roll. yes, August 16th, now remembered for both the death of Elvis Presley and Aretha Franklin. Remains have been found in a New Mexico desert that belonged to a missing boy from Georgia, according to forensic investigators. I'm sure you've all seen the news where they had this compound in Taos, New Mexico, northern New Mexico near Colorado, and they were allegedly training kids to go into schools and be terrorists and such. Well, it is now confirmed that the body of Abdul Ghani Wahaj was found august sixth in an underground tunnel. Just a bad situation there in northern New Mexico and as, as you may remember in the news if you've seen it this week, the judge there let the perpetrators of this out on bond and a body was found. I don't know how that happened that they were able to all all, I think, had some kind of bond and I don't even know if they had to give money from what I remember seeing on the headline they had a, a, recon, a recognizance bond or something like that that happened but yeah just a sad story coming from new mexico and one of the the dead child there the missing child is indeed the one from georgia latino civil rights groups are suing 42 florida counties for not providing bilingual voting materials and at the november midterm elections as they come up here in a couple of months the secretary of state of florida and 32 found counties in the Sunshine State are being questioned about their violation of the Voting Rights Act of 1962 requiring bilingual voting materials and assistance be provided to Puerto Ricans. So I guess that's the explanation of why these bilingual ballots need to be out there in Florida. I don't know if that's nationwide. I mean, God bless Puerto Rico. I know they're Americans and, and they're part of our country. I just don't think spanish and any other language should be out there as much as it is it should be this should be an english country it it always has been and if you want to speak other languages that's fine and dandy speak it in your home speak it in your business if you can get away with it but in, when in public every other country when they've sent people here and those people from those countries come they acclimate and they learn the language that may not be perfect english but they get by they they find their way around and this has been going on since the country's beginning and for a lot of places to cave in and just let spanish be the norm i don't think that is right and i i'm i'm assuming that this is only happening in florida because of the amount of puerto ricans that find themselves living in florida i'm not going to pick on puerto rico we took that country over after we won the war against spain back in the late 1890s those people didn't choose to be americans they were forced to be Americans and maybe they'll even become a state if you follow that. So, we're not going to te- tease Puerto Ricans, although many of them speak English too. But when you come to America, to the continental America, the 50 states, uh, 48 here, and then Alaska, Hawaii, English is the way to go. And if you don't know English, you should learn the basics. It's not hard. If I were to move to Guatemala, I would learn Spanish. If I moved to Brazil, I would learn Spanish. Just kidding. I'd learn Portuguese. But yeah, we just need to keep reminding people. I, I can't stand. I'm sure you don't either. This is my pet peeve here on the Today's Y'all Show. Don't you get tired of all the times you call somewhere and you got to push a button for English? I mean, isn't that a little bit silly? Can you imagine explaining that one to your parents and grandparents and great-great-grandparents that here in America, you have to tell yourself or tell others when you call up that you want to speak English? That's ridiculous. Okay, now back to another voter-related issue going on in Georgia. The ACLU of Georgia is accusing a county of making it harder for black people to vote. This is happening in Randolph County. The ACLU chapter made the allegation this week amid objections from multiple civil rights advocates to a proposal from the Randolph County Elections Board to shutter seven of its nine polling locations. The southwest Georgia county represents a predominantly black area in the state. They're saying that with the closing of these polls, that uh, of these polling places, that the vote is going to be harder. It's going to be harder to get blacks to come out and vote. And the ACLU is trying to make it harder for, make it easier, rather, for people in this part of Georgia to come out and vote instead of making it harder. The county seat of Randolph is Cuthbert, and that's in southwest Georgia, northwest of Albany. Not far from Jimmy Carter's hometown of Plains, Georgia. But news there from the Peach State. In Alabama, a 77-year-old man has been found guilty of shooting his son over really good chicken wings while they were watching the Super Bowl. Very, very disturbing story. John Lewis Caver, 77, from Selma, was convicted of first-degree domestic violence after a one-day trial. He was found guilty Tuesday of shooting and wounding his son during an argument over chicken wings while they were watching... The Carolina Panthers-Denver Broncos football game back in 2016. An argument erupted between the two before the 77-year-old shot his adult son in the chest. The district attorney, Michael Jackson, said that after the verdict, this must have been some really good chicken. Hmm. Never know what people will do out there, especially perhaps they were under the influence. And a 77-year-old man kills his son over chicken police officer in the Louisville, Kentucky area gets a $300,000 settlement in a whistleblower lawsuit. The verdict came in Wednesday for Raymond Jimmy Harper, who sued the Louisville Metro Police Department. He was a major and the 2nd Division commander until May 2017 when the department demoted him uh, to lieutenant and river patrol commander during restructuring. The lawsuit said police leadership told Harper to stop giving crime data and other information to Metro Council members. It also said that the police chief rebuked Harper for speaking with Mayor Greg Fisher on a departmental decision. Now, in North Fulton, Georgia, the community is Milton, and this is kind of the opposite of how the movie Wedding Crashers was such a good movie and fun movie. Well, this is kind of a Wedding Crashers Gone Bad As Christina Dardo was arrested Saturday after a wedding planner named Ashley Baber noticed Dardo going around at a wedding holding a jacket in a very odd manner and she thought that was particularly odd to be having a jacket when it was over 90 degrees outside. So sure enough this this wedding planner with a good eye ended up finding out that Dardo was trying to steal wedding presents. She had nearly uh, more than $2,000 stolen from the wedding reception that she was crashing. And uh, it was in $2,300 in cash and gift cards that she had under her jacket. And an off-duty officer confronted the wedding crasher there at the wedding and was able to send her to the Fulton County Jail on a felony theft charge. And police are now looking into whether she's behind other thefts at weddings. But Christina Dardo... No you didn't. Yes she did according to reports go to a wedding and try to walk off with a bunch of wedding cards with money and and gift cards and such. Pretty darn pretty darn pathetic for this Georgia woman. The parents of an LSU son who's died at a fraternity party they're filing a 25 million dollar lawsuit against LSU. Steven and Rayanne Groover's lawsuit on behalf of their son, Maxwell Groover of Roswell, Georgia, was filed in U.S. District Court in Baton Rouge. Defendants include Phi Delta Theta Fraternity and four students already facing criminal charges in the 18-year-old Groover's death last September. The lawsuit, which seeks $25 million, alleges that LSU responded with deliberate indifference to allegations of hazing at fraternities. It also says Phi Delta has a long history of dangerous misconduct at universities across the country. Very sad situation. Another college student dying here at LSU in this case and others around the country, mostly because of alcohol. But these parents from Georgia are going to Baton Rouge and filing a $25 million lawsuit, dollar lawsuit against Louisiana State University after their son Max died at a fraternity event. In North Carolina, a couple of kids shot a man after he was abusing their mother. This happened in Forest City, North Carolina, which is about 65 miles west of Charlotte. And these kids, who were aged 12 and 115, got a hold of a gun and fatally shot a man, police said, was assaulting and strangling their mother. Stephen Kelly, age 46, said he was going to cut the throat of Chandra Neerman, his girlfriend, and kill everyone in the home. But police said Neerman's 12-year-old son obtained a gun and Her 15-year-old daughter used it to shoot Kelly in the chest twice, and he died. The daughter was injured in the shooting after a bullet grazed her leg. She's been since released from the hospital, according to police. Neerman also suffered significant bruises and contusions from the assault. The kids stepping up to help their mother and killed the perpetrator. And these children's name, of course, not been released because they're minors, but kind of stepping in to be heroes for their mom after a, a very disturbing event in Forest City, North Carolina. Have you watched television in the last year and seen on A&E, the show called Live PD? It really is a groundbreaking program that lets you walk along and ride along with law enforcement. It's it's really, they're live in cities all over the country. Fantastic show. encourage you to check it out. Well, in Greenville, South Carolina, the Greenville County Sheriff's Department has been regularly featured on Live PD. And now a man says he was harassed and rammed by a Greenville County deputy on Live PD. And he's got a lawsuit going out against Greenville County Sheriff's Department and the television network after he was harassed on the reality show, he says. In 2017, the sheriff's office was one of the law enforcement agencies featured on the A&E series Live PD. And this lawsuit says that in April of 2017, Javante Hall stopped by Crestwood Forest Department's on the way home from work and he claims in the lawsuit he was legally backing out of a parking spot when he was rammed by a Greenville County deputy in his patrol car. Hall says the pep- deputy approached him aggressively with weapons at the ready, and he spent an unreasonably long amount of time detained while the deputy searched his car. He was released when they found no evidence of wrongdoing, but that was how he was portrayed on PD as a criminal, and in an episode that has been aired nationally countless numbers of times, Hall is suing for at least $100,000 in damages due to alleged negligence, intentional infliction of emotional distress, defamation, invasion of privacy, civil conspiracy, and unfair trade practices. Going after the network, too. Bedlam. Do you know about Bedlam? The game played every year between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, these two rivals. Well, they're rivals no more, at least when it comes to marijuana. As both the University of Oklahoma in Norman and Oklahoma State University in Stillwater both say all marijuana, including medical marijuana, will remain banned on the two campuses. So if you want to light it up, don't go into the flagship University of Oklahoma and don't go into Pistol Peak College in Stillwater. You'll be in big trouble as both schools don't want medical marijuana on their campuses and I assume like most of the rest of Oklahoma, they don't want you and your cannabis anywhere in sight. I don't know if Oklahoma and Oklahoma State may have smoke-free campuses. That That's also very possible. But yes, these two rivals agreeing on something. No marijuana on their campuses. And Duke University, they don't want Robert E. Lee around. In fact, they removed his statue From the chapel there at duke university in 2017 and now the decision has come down from duke university to leave an empty space where the robert e lee statue once stood and stood there for a long time and this is a release coming out from the university's president in a statement on the website vincent e price the president of duke university planned to install a plaque in the foyer of duke chapel explaining why the statue was removed he says, quote, it will provide a powerful statement about the past, the present, and our values. Okay, taking out Robert E. Lee, no idea where the statue has gone. But Price said that Duke's courage and initiative marked a turning point in Duke's history, helping the university grow into the diverse community that it is today at Duke University, taking out the Robert E. Lee statue last year and now just going to leave an empty spot there. They've got a bunch of historic figures and statue form, at the Duke University Chapel. And and they already had some people deface Robert E. Lee's statue at this chapel before they removed it. And now it's out of there, won't be removed. Kind of funny that at Duke University, a school who really was propelled by tobacco money, a school in the area that tobacco has been such a big deal, will go out and take away Robert E. Lee. And we all know the distortions put out by tobacco companies many of which funded schools like Duke University to get people to use their product years ago and and the the deaths that came from that but they can't have a Robert E. Lee statue they're proud of that want to promote that now to another college but this is a little bit better story coming from Arkansas the University of Central Arkansas they're known as the Bears and this week a 250 pound male black bear was spotted on the UCA campus, and they've now been able to capture this black bear in Conway, Arkansas. It came, and they just couldn't believe it would be that close. The story has been uh, shared by lots of people about having this black bear right by the UCA campus. And Arkansas Game and Fish officials showed up and were able to remove the bear from a tree. They got it down safely with the help of a tranquilizer gun and a mattress. And going to find a better spot, not away, uh, a good bit away from more people. They're in Conway, Arkansas. Great university, and what a great field. If you've not seen UCA's football field, it's a combination of purple and silver on the field. It'll make your eyes go crazy if you actually watch a game. It's not all blue turf like Boise State. It's purple and rotating purple and silver as you go down the field. Now, you go from a black bear, you just add a, a D at the end, and you got instead of black bear, black beard, and that is the story coming from North Carolina as the famed pirate from North Carolina Blackbeard. Historian there is in North Carolina says that his death may have been the result of an unlawful act. He was killed nearly 300 years ago in North Carolina, and this event was caused by an overzealous Virginia lieutenant governor. And this is coming from researcher Kevin Duffus. The historian says that Blackbeard could have received a pardon from the King of England at the time, but the colony of Virginia's Lieutenant Governor Alexander Spotswood had Blackbeard hunted down first, and ultimately he was killed on november twenty second, seventeen eighteen. So it been this is the three hundredth year anniversary of Blackbeard's death in eastern North Carolina. So some history for you here on the program Speaking of history, remember President George H.W. Bush, president from 1989 to 1993, followed Ronald Reagan in between Reagan and Clinton? Of course you remember President Bush won. Well, he loves his dog. And how do we know he loves his dog? Well, he's got some brand new socks that he's wearing with his dog's image on it. (laughs) Just a funny thing as his dog Sully Is a beautiful trained lab, according to the president. And he could not be grateful, especially for the commitment of the America's Vet Dogs. I think that may be where this dog, Sully, came from. But an Instagram picture of the president went out this week with him showcasing his dogs. And a funny thing. In fact, Sully has its own Instagram page, Sully H.W. Bush. And on this Instagram account Thursday, Sully H.W. Bush Instagrammed, my best friend has gotten some pretty rad socks. I'm rather a fan. And you can see the president's pretty socks with Sully's image on it and a couple of paws, too. Really cute. I'd like to have a pair of those, Sully. Uh, isn't it weird that a dog has its own Instagram page? How in the world? That is that is one miraculous dog right there. I, I need to inherit those kind of genes from from my dog one day if I ever get a dog again. <laughs> well that is a look at headlines across the country here on this Friday edition of the Y'all program. Hold on when we come back we're going to get into some college sports news and we also even have an update from the high school ranks. In Virginia a couple of teams will not be playing high school football this fall. We'll tell you why and the impact of that across the entire country. That's coming up high school college and before we get out of here this hour, we'll look back at our guest from Tuesday where we talked about Texas politics. That's ahead on The Y'all Show.
1: Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation.
2: Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders.
3: Amazing stuff.
4: Mirror bit on and the itch is gone.
1: Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. I just
5: can't stop scratching. Struggling to get relief from itching due to your atopic dermatitis, also known as eczema? If so, you may qualify for a clinical study testing an investigational medication for the itch associated with atopic dermatitis. Qualified participants will receive study-related care at no charge. Call 1-844-777-4824, one 777 itch or visit advandastudy.com for more information on how to participate. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals.
0: This is the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent with your host, John Rawl. Our Twitter account, at Y'all Show. Follow us. Share us. Get us on Instagram, at the Y'all Show. Love to get your input and get your images and such on this program all about, well, it's all about (laughs) y'all. Now, let's look at some sports news and notes here on the Y'all Program. And from Virginia, three Virginia high schools are canceling. Varsity football programs this fall, citing a lack of interest. Charles City is canceling its entire program, and other schools are canceling the varsity schedules of their football program. Parkview High School in Sterling has canceled its varsity schedule after only 18 players showed up for tryouts. Manassas Park High School told parents Tuesday that they'll play a junior varsity schedule after practices routinely drew only 15 players. The Virginia High School League recommends against playing varsity football with fewer than 25 students. These declines come amid concerns about injuries, rising equipment and participation costs, and demographic shifts. The National Federation of State High School Associations says high school football enrollment dropped 4.5% nationwide from 2006 to 2016. But you just have to think with all the CTA in the news, that parents just don't want to see their kids playing football. And it's a terrible thing that we may see this more and more. I understand it as a parent of a youngster who loves football. I don't know if I want to see him out there. I can't believe how many people I've talked to who played football, some on the college level. And I've seen interviews with people who played in the NFL. And they have even come out and said that they wouldn't have their children playing football. People are looking out for their kids. And the kids oftentimes... Well, they don't want to get hurt either. They don't want to have permanent injuries. It's one thing to break a leg or an ankle, but to have these kind of lifelong effects that can come from such a constant contact sport as football is, you'd have to think that's the major reason going on in Virginia, and you're seeing it in other places too. Mike Bobo, former Georgia football quarterback, now the head coach at Colorado State, he says he's now encouraged by testing going on for his peripheral neuropathy as the coach had to step away from coaching earlier this week after he's being treated for peripheral neuropathy, and he's being encouraged by the ongoing medical testing that's been going on since he was hospitalized with numbness in his feet. Bobo is 44 years old, and he went in after the Rams had a scrimmage Saturday night, and they did testing and decided that this is what he's got going on. So best of luck to the Georgia coach, and he'll hopefully get back on his feet pun intended and all will be well with him as the rams actually begin their season next weekend more on that in just a second tcu defensive tackle ross blacklock is out for the season after suffering a season-ending achilles injury in practice this week he was the co-big 12 defensive freshman of the year and a fwaa freshman all-american in 2017 after finishing with 27 tackles including six and a half for loss and two sacks. Bad news for the Horned Frogs as Blacklock out for the year. The Clemson Tigers and the LSU Tigers, they both love their home stadium. And oddly enough, they both have a nickname of Death Valley. Well, the battle for who is the real Death Valley will be determined, but we're going to have to wait about seven and eight years. As Clemson and LSU just announced they're going to have a series amongst the two, And it'll be a fun home-and-home series in 2025 and 2026. LSU will open the 2025 with a trip to Clemson's Memorial Stadium, also known as Death Valley, you could say, East. And that game will be on August 30th of 2025. Clemson will then come back to Louisiana for a game at Tiger Stadium, Death Valley West, on September 6th of 2026. So the Tigers and Tigers getting together for a good little rivalry in uh, SEC-ACC contest and this is happening on their home fields, which is even better, not at some kind of neutral site, that Clemson and LSU playing football. Clemson also announced the home game versus the Troy Trojans to be played week two of the 2025 season, that announcement coming out this week. But, and and know, funny thing there with playing Troy, Troy beat LSU in 2017. You may remember that. I'm sure LSU fans are very aware of that. And remind you, college football kicks off not in two weeks but next weekend we've got a handful of games including the rice owls hosting a game colorado state and hawaii are getting together next saturday so we'll give you more information heading into those games next week on the y'all show but yes just days away hours away from college football coming back strong stronger than ever perhaps and we'll got it all covered on the y'all show all with a southern accent but we'll be talking college football in great detail if you haven't already figured that out yet, we, we like college football, and we'll have plenty of info here on the Y'all Show. We also talk politics, and on the other side of this break, we're going to come back and hear from the Texas Tribune's political editor, Amon Bathija. He was on our show Tuesday, and this is a little sample coming up of our interview about the U.S. Senate race between Ted Cruz and Beto O'Rourke. You don't want to miss it. This is the Y'all Show.
7: Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed.
8: Hi, I'm Jessica Alba, entrepreneur and mom. When it comes to helping students succeed, I'm all in. And so is Staples. That's why I'm teaming up with Staples for Students and DonorsChoose.org, the charity that helps teachers bring learning to life. Join us by donating in store or online at staplesforstudents.com. Your donation will help local teachers make a difference for their students. Because every kid deserves a great start this school year.
9: Hey, small business owners, whether you're known for designing dresses for divas or delivering amazingly accurate accounting, there's something that makes your business great. And Vistaprint is here to help you tell the world. That's why we're offering 500 custom business cards starting at $9.99. There are hundreds of styles to choose from, easy logo upload, and our team is standing by to help you out. So be bold, be brilliant, and be the person who gets 500 business cards for just $9.99 at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code 7575 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7575.
10: Love and ruined all your plans So what'll you do about me? Imagine the faces on your high-class friends When I beat on the door and I beg to come in Screaming, come on, love me again Now what'll you do about me? Well, you can change your number You can change your name You can ride like hell on a midnight train but that's alright, mama, that's okay what will you do about me?
0: And this is the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent with your host, John Rawl. Hope you all are doing good. Get ready for a big weekend. Getting that grass cut. You know, it won't be long where you won't have to cut grass quite as often as that grass will slow down when those October and November months roll along and golly, you don't even have to cut it at all in the wintertime, isn't that fun? But you got to do other things, like maybe some of you might have to start shoveling snow. Yuck. <laughs> well, they don't shovel a lot of snow in Texas, but that's where we went on the Tuesday, y'all. And we had a guest from the Texas Tribune, political editor Amon Bathija was our guest. And Amon helped us understand more about the big Senate race going on. Believe it or not, it is a contest between Ted Cruz, the senator from Texas, as he tries to hold on to his seat, and he's got a formidable challenger in Congressman Beto O'Rourke from the El Paso area. And Amon helped us understand more about how this race really is going to be turned up more and more. You'll start to see more of the national pundits talk about it. And here's our conversation from Tuesdays, y'all.
11: I think Republicans are not as galvanized. Um, I think some of them are actually starting to get scared with how much more excitement O'Rourke seems to be drawing on the Democratic side, uh, especially in the state's urban areas. Uh, but you know the rural areas in and the rural and suburban areas are still fairly Republican. And in the past, that's kind of helped. That's kind of helped keep Republicans winning statewide, even when you know uh, most of our urban areas have now gotten blue. Uh, but the rural and suburban areas have kind of kept helped uh, Republicans maintain the advantage statewide. And I think they're counting on that again this time.
0: Y'all have been tearing it up on the Texas Tribune website, and you've got. Tons of great political coverage, so kudos to you and the fellow members of your staff there at the Texas Tribune. But I see an article on the homepage today that is all about the candidate that isn't on the ballot, maybe the most important one. We were just talking about the president. Are you seeing that trickle down not only in the Senate race, but in other races going on for November?
11: Oh, absolutely. Trump's, um, at that, that's um, a column by our executive editor, Ross Ramsey, and I, yeah, i Completely agree with it that Trump's shadow is kind of over the entire ballot. You know, we've 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 heard from candidates who feel like it's really hard to get people to even pay attention to their races. And, you know, when you're talking about down ballot races, that's always a challenge, but it feels even more so this year because just the national conversation and Trump in particular seems to just like monopolize all the everyone's attention span. <clears throat> so it's made it hard to um you know, for them to even kind of get people into their race and, and yeah. in and a lot of cases.
0: Now, one of the—if you go back to when Trump was first campaigning for president, one of his great claims to fame, which was true at the time, he came to Dallas early, uh, midway through the 2015 year calendar year, and he had a, a rally where the Mavericks play. What do they call that place? Mm-hmm. You, do you know? The. the um, whatever, it's in downtown Mavericks Dallas. Feet. Yeah, he mm-hmm. came to where the Dallas oh, American Ma- Airlines Center. I yeah, think. there we go. There we go. And he had a big rally, and this was before he really got a lot of traction, and he really did pack the place out. If he were to come back to Dallas today, do you think he would have a similar result with the attendance? I would say so. I mean, the –
11: it wouldn't. Have, a lot of those people, I would imagine, didn't come from Dallas. They came from the surrounding areas because mm-hmm. Dallas is a pretty blue city at this point. Uh, but yeah, no, I think he he still got a decent, a, a strong following in Texas, um, especially among the Republican base. We we did a story um, probably in January. We talked to over forty candidates running in Republican primaries and asked them their assessment of Trump mm-hmm. and if they had anything like negative to say about him at all. And to a fault, none of them would say anything other than they don't like his tweets
0: <laughs> really uh, they
11: wouldn't they wouldn't bring up you know we thought you know we we didn't expect most of them. But we thought maybe a couple would bring up Russia or you know concerns that he's uh you know his hotels are making money, and you know there's conflicts of interest or something no, nothing. it was all just I don't like his tweets. I wish he'd stop tweeting that was it
0: <laughs> yeah and you know so the Republican base
11: is pretty well behind him.
0: everybody else on Twitter probably would prefer him not to tweet a lot of times because Every time he tweets, it gets attention. And regular Joes like you and I, when we tweet, well, nobody ever talks about it. So I, I'm kind of jealous <laughs> on that front. But, yeah, I, I, he, he wouldn't be in office if not for Twitter, and he knows that. So that's one reason he's not going to hang it up. But I wanted to ask okay. you, speaking of Russia, I heard you say the, the, the Russian word. You just had a state senator from Texas, Don Huffines, go to Moscow and meet with Russian officials. What, what was that all about?
11: So Don Huffines is a state senator, and it's actually weirder than that. Uh, his he has a twin brother, an identical twin brother, who ran for office this year uh, for another state senate seat and lost the Republican primary. It was a very expensive race, tens of, I think over ten million dollars. Uh, but both Don Huffines and his twin brother went to Russia with Rand Paul. Uh, on a Rand Paul went to Russia to um, talk to Russian officials there, and I think deliver a letter for Trump to from Trump to Vladimir Putin. Putin. Uh-huh. And uh, Don Huffines and his brother, who have been friends with the Paul family for a long time, uh, went also. And they, Don Huffines said he went to um, tell Russians to stop with the election meddling.
0: Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm sure if Russia was not already challenged and threatened by Washington, now they're going to be threatened and challenged by Austin.
11: <laughs> uh, I, as far as I understand, both Rand Paul's trip and Don Huffines joining him, well, you know, DC and Austin had it was not; they were not official trips.
0: Oh, okay. I, I was hoping you're going to tell me that you folks there at the Texas Tribune have got breaking news that Texas has declared war on Russia for meddling. I, I would that'd be <laughs> that'd be a lot of fun to hear. But yeah, yeah I saw that when to come across. I Like, what is a state senator doing going to Russia to uh, to do whatever he was doing over there? But you fill it out. Um, huh? we
11: we were as surprised as you were (laughs) okay
0: well this show of course airs all over the country including the south but texas is only a portion of our listening audience so we just wanted to educate everybody okay lone star state november general election other than the senate race that we've been discussing in depth what congressional races should we be paying attention to in texas in november
11: there are um a handful of congressional races that are um getting a lot of attention and money. Uh, There are three uh, incumbents, Will Hurd, John Culberson, and Pete Sessions. All of them represent districts that, even though they won re-election in 2016, Hillary Clinton got more voters than um, Trump in those districts. So those three districts immediately became Democrats' priorities because they thought those are potentially flippable. And all three districts have um, pretty strong candidates that are drawing a lot of funding and um, are pretty good on the trail. Uh, so those races are, uh, three big ones to watch. Another one that's getting a lot of attention is, um, John Carter, who's a, it's a fairly Republican district, uh, uh, outside of Austin, but, um, his opponent is just really kind of setting the campaign world on fire. Her name is MJ Hager. She posted her campaign video a couple months, uh, a few weeks ago, and, um, it got over, I think over 2 million views. Uh, it's a She's a war hero, and um, she just has an incredible background and uh, has been also, just based on that video and that it went viral, has been raising a lot of money. And we've been hearing a lot that John Carter, who's never had a serious race before, is is now running You know, like he's got one.
0: Texas Tribune political editor Amon Bathija, our guest on the Tuesday show. We encourage you to go into our archives of the Y'all Show, just go into the iTunes podcast. And you can search and you can find the Y'all Show. And if you go back to the Tuesday show, the August 14th show, you'll hear that entire interview that we did with that gentleman there, Amon Bathija of the Texas Tribune. Well, that wraps up Hour 1 of the Friday Y'all. Hold on. When we come back in Hour 2, we've got our Friday free for y'all, our mantage of great songs. And we'll also have hashtag Hobaloo an hour or two. And we'll wrap it up with some Hollywood talk And some baseball talk, and if you're lucky, we'll have a little from Dixie with Love. You'll get lucky. We play that anyway. That's all ahead. Stay where you are. This is the Y'all Show with John Roll.
1: endless
2: scratching. The itch from my eczema is unbearable. Are you struggling to get relief from chronic itching due to your atopic dermatitis, also known as eczema? If so, you may qualify for a clinical study testing an investigational medication for the severe itch associated with atopic dermatitis. Qualified participants will receive study-related care and medication at no charge. Call 1-844-777-4824 or 1-844-777-ITCH or visit advandastudy.com for more information on how to participate. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals
4: now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com promo code 4646. Avant.com code 4646.
2: I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom, but a little over a year ago, we realized she couldn't take care of herself without our help. And well, how could I not be there for her? I had no idea how hard it would be, and just what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood, and even for me, ways to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics that got me started, but also information about the hurdles I was facing in this new role. I could even connect with experts and hear from others who had been in my place. I know this road we're on isn't an easy one, really happy to have the extra help for her and for me caregiving resource center at aarp.org caregiving articles tips and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself this message is brought to you by aarp and the ad council
0: The Friday Free for Y'all is back. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Happy Friday. Here's David Lee Murphy.
12: She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. But I knew, Lord, it was breaking her heart that she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride I told her not to worry about me So I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights, misery, looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd, slamming the back and laughing out loud With the smoke so thick, the blues can Like I just don't care if they're dancing over here I'm fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd It'll dawn on me tomorrow Wherever I wake up I'll look back and try to recall Just where the heck's my truck so take my keys and lock them up tight. And let the good times flow.
0: And I worry
12: about the when it comes to light. The night's still young. And I'm on the road tonight. I'm looking for a party cry. Slamming them back. And laughing out alive with the smoke so thick. When blues can't hang around. With the two a jumping like it just don't care if they're dancing over here. I'm biting over there, I'm making the rounds, looking for a party crowd. Yes, it's tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Swing in the back And laughing out loud With smoke so thick The blues can't hang around With the jukebox Jumping like it Just don't care If they're dancing over here Or fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd Yes, tonight I'm looking for a hard drive back and, and laughin, laughin' out loud, loud, loud we so big, the, the blues can't hang
0: around With, with the, the jukebox box, jumping like it's just gone. not care If they over here or fighting over, over, there, over there. there I'm making the rounds and listenin' to the y'all show Okay, I'll leave my singing days behind. This is the Y'all Show. That is David Lee Murphy and his huge hit from the mid nineteen nineties, "Party Crowd" kind of got him going on the right track, and we hope you are on the right track getting ready for the weekend. Just stop by, got you something cold to drink, whatever that might be, or if you want to get some hot coffee, yeah, you can drink that on a Friday. We'll we'll let you get the, get away with that. Maybe even put something in it if you have that kind of adventurous mindset here leading into the weekend. This is the show all about the South. We hope each Friday afternoon when this show hits that you're in a good mood, and if you're not, well, we're going to get you in a good mood. And, you know, it's payday for a lot of you, so hopefully you've got plenty of money in your pocket and you're ready to go out and have a little fun but save some of that money for the, you know, the non-important things like uh, paying bills <laughs> and uh, maybe sharing it with other members of your family. Isn't that always fun when you have to divvy up your hard-earned money but this is the Y'all Show, and we love our music on Fridays and our fun that we have with our, what we call our mantage of great music. And that mantage rolls on now with a song number two from David Lee Murphy, Dust on the box
1: Creole
12: Williams lived down a dirt road. You made homemade wine like nobody I know. I dropped by one Friday night and said, can you help me, Creole? I got a little girl waiting on me, and I, I want to trade her right. He said, I got what you need, son, as we sit down in the cellar. He reached through the cobweb as he turned on the light. He said, There might be a little dust on the bottom, but don't let it fool you about what's inside. There might be a little dust. To one of those things that gets sweeter with time You were sitting in the porch swing As I pulled up the driveway My old heart was racing as you climbed inside You slid over the close as we Drove down to the lake road Watched the sun fade in that big red sky I reached under to the front seat and said Now here's something special just been waiting for a night like tonight oh, There might be a little dust on the bottle, But don't let it fool you about what's inside There might be a little dust on the bottle, But it's one of those things that gets sweeter with time. Good love, well, but it's like a fine wine, it keeps getting better as the days go by. But there might be a little dust on the bottom, but don't let it fool you about what's inside. There might be a little dust on the bottom, but it's one of those things that gets sweeter when.
0: The Friday free-for-y'all montage of great songs. Dust on the bottle from David Lee Murphy. Well, on the Y'all Show, we love our country music, but we realize in the South there's more than just country music that is Southern-based. And we have various types of music, whether it's the blues or jazz in New Orleans. We've got Cajun music also in Louisiana. But in a lot of the South, people really enjoy bluegrass. And we're going to play bluegrass on here from time to time. You may have already heard some selections through the last two months as this show has been up and going. But today on the Y'all Show, we're going to play a song from the Nashville Bluegrass Band. And this song's called Bat Tracking from the album Waiting for the Hard Times to Go from the Nashville Bluegrass Band. This band was founded back in 1984. Its member includes Alan O'Brien, Pat Enright, Mike Compton, Stuart Duncan, and Andy Todd. The group still travels and is influenced across the world. In fact, 20 years ago, when O oh Brother Were Out, that was a big hit from the Soggy Bottom Boys. One of the members of the National Bluegrass Band was a part of that, Pat Enright. And we'll hear now a big song that the National Bluegrass Band had out on that 1994 album, Waiting for the Hard Times to Go, which actually won the Grammy Award for Best Bluegrass Album 24 years ago. This is NBB and Backtracking. Darling, your love I'd forsaken When I strayed too
10: far from your side I know now the wrong path was taken I can't count the nights that I've cried Back when my journey first started I dreamed of riches to find but I knew soon after we parted that I'd left my treasure behind. Backtracking, backtracking, I've got some traveling to do. falling This evening brings more of the same Far off there's a freight train calling Seems that whistle keeps blowing your name It's high time I made a correction To put my poor mind more at ease I need a change of direction 180 degrees And I'm backtracking Backtracking I've got some traveling to do
0: Backtracking from the Nashville Bluegrass Band here on the Friday Mantage and our fun time of playing great music to get you ready for the weekend. We hope you enjoyed that combination of party songs, country music songs, and a little bluegrass to boot. Well, when we come back on the Y'all Show, we are going to go headfirst into Hashtag Hullabaloo, where we look across social media and find some good stuff, lots of food to talk about. How can we find food on the internet? Well, just go look sometime. Don't go round hungry if you are wanting to get on Twitter because we've got some good southern foods coming your way to talk about. That's ahead. Plus, before we get out of here this week, we've got to look around the headlines. Big news for a former Vanderbilt golfer as Brant Snedeker has an impressive and historic day on the golf course in round one of this weekend's PGA tournament. We've got that and more right ahead on The Y'all Show with John Raw.
1: I just can't stop
5: scratching. Struggling to get relief from itching due to your atopic dermatitis, also known as eczema? If so, you may qualify for a clinical study testing an investigational medication for the itch associated with atopic dermatitis. Qualified participants will receive study-related care at no charge. Call 1-844-777-4824, one 844 777 or visit advandastudy.com for more information on how to participate. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals.
0: The Y'all Show continues. If you want to reach us anytime, our number is 803-816-1170. Call, text, or carrier pigeon. We'll take any of those options here on this show all about the South. With your host, John Rawl, this is Y'all. And on our show, we have what we call Hashtag Hullabaloo. And the music cues us up and lets us know it is time for that fun segment. That we do a couple of times each week on the y'all show. And let's go right into Twitter now where we find a tweet from Retrippin. R-E-T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G on Twitter. Two sales reps touring the world daily. I'm quite envious of you, sales reps at Retripping. And here they have posted a great picture of a beach scene with people out on the beach, a very wide beach. And Retripping's message on Twitter is, there's nothing quite like relaxing at the beach. Hashtag low country, hashtag seaside, hashtag Myrtle Beach. And I assume that Retripping has made it to Oree County, South Carolina, and they are on the beach at Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, enjoying a quite relaxing day at the beach. And it looks fun. Now, Myrtle Beach has some great waves, they've got a lot of, of good sand for you it's not Destin it's not Pensacola and Panama City the beach is not quite as white but it's still a nice beach and and got a lot of attractions Bernal Beach is sort of like Panama City if you go to the Gulf Coast it's got a lot of rides a lot of activities theaters and such it probably has more than Panama City from a from an activity standpoint I'm I'm sure it does but it also has a good beach, just not quite the white sand. But as I told somebody the other day, South Carolina and Georgia beaches and Florida beaches on the Atlantic side, at least, they're 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 compact beaches. You can walk without any trouble. You can ride your bike out on the beach. You can play. Uh, you can jog. You can't really do that, at least from what I've seen on the Panama City and Destin and pensacola and orange beach beaches the the beach is so fluffy and sandy that it's, it's actually even hard to walk believe it or not and the oftentimes the waves come in and create like different levels of sand if you know what i'm talking about hard to even make a sand castle at times on the emerald coast but still love it in great places but retripping, maybe that's your next stop you'll go to the gulf coast of the south and check it out for a relaxing time at the beach but uh a great visual there of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, place I grew up going to, that area as a kid, Garden City, just south of Myrtle Beach is where my family made its annual voyage to the beach. And a lot of great memories for me and countless millions of other Southerners, Americans, people from all over the country, actually on the mostly on the Eastern Corridor, find themselves in Myrtle Beach. I talked to Joe Manchin a couple of years ago, the current U.S. Senator from West Virginia. He was governor at the time. When he told me this in his office in Charleston, he said that during the summertime, more than half of West Virginia is actually at Myrtle Beach. He actually should go campaign in Myrtle Beach during the summertime because there's so many West Virginians that leave the mountain state and head to the Palmetto State for for summer vacation. That was a fun thing. But there are lots and lots of people who talk real funny that are from places like Jersey and New York and, and Ohio and such that find themselves at Myrtle Beach, and if you've been around, you'll probably find them at beaches all over the south, both on the Atlantic and Gulf Coast sides, but we welcome them, and they can spend their money. Of course, Myrtle Beach, as we talked about it here in this segment, they're known for Can-Am Days. That is something that happens around February and March where Canadians flock to Myrtle Beach for a celebration of Can-Am Day and Can-Am Week, I think, where there's a lot of activities and fun of Canadians coming sooth to to the sooth to have a good time and find out what it's all about in the in the south during the harsh winter of Canada they'd come check out our southern beaches. Jeremy Patton is on Twitter at Jeremy D. Patton and he says, Tell me what you don't like about yourself. Okay, well, let me get back to you on that, Jeremy. But his message on Twitter is I made hamburger steaks with homemade gravy, mashed sweet potatoes, great northern beans and fresh homemade cornbread for supper. Yas, queen, he explains. All right. Well, Jeremy, that is a delicious combination, although I don't know if I'm going to try the great northern beans. It would be almost sacrilegious for yours truly, as host of a show called Y'all, to have great northern beans. But I could certainly handle some of that hamburger steak with your homemade gravy. Gravy is maybe one of the greatest mysteries that I've found because... I still don't know exactly how to do it right at home. And they do make canned gravy that you can buy at the grocery store that just doesn't taste as good. It's too too salty, in my opinion. If you know a good way to make gravy and very easy way to make delicious gravy, I'm not talking about something to just get you by. I'm talking about something that you'll be slapping your mama. Something that's that yummy. If you know how to do that, please email me at y'allshow at y'allshow. Uh, rather, y'all show at y'all.com. I, I'm looking for the perfect gravy. And I'm not going to get picky. It can be brown gravy or white gravy. I, I like both of those. But if you know how to make good, simple gravy without making a lot of mess and having a lot of ingredients, I am all ears. And I'll be happy to share it here on the Y'all Show. You know, we're kind of an outreach program helping you get through your southernness. And that is one thing as a Southerner, we love our gravy, but golly, it's so hard to to do it yourself. And frankly, how many places that you go to that have gravy, how many of those places really are just scrumptious? It's acceptable, but is it something you just could eat a whole bowl of it by itself? Probably doesn't happen too often if you think about it. But Jeremy, I really appreciate those hamburger steaks, and a good hamburger steak and gravy is hard to pass up. And and you didn't just say you had mashed potatoes with that hamburger steak. You said you had mashed sweet potatoes. Now, I haven't tried that with gravy and, and hamburger steaks. But maybe Jeremy's on to something. I love mashed potatoes. I love sweet potatoes. I like mashed sweet potatoes. Got to have some marshmallows in them, though. But that looks incredible. And I, I say, like you said on Twitter, Jeremy, Yas Queen! Exclamation point. That is too much for me to be able to keep, keep talking about. So I guess I'm going to move on. Sydney Marks is on Twitter at SidMarks99. And the profile for Sydney is Scott's Tots21, as in like class of 21. Well, Sydney, you had me at Scott's Tots because the only thing I've been able to find in trying to research what in the world you're identifying yourself out here, it goes back to an episode. Of The Office. Remember the comedy series on TV on NBC called The Office? Scott's Tots is the 12th episode of the sixth season of The Office and is the show's 112th episode overall. With the Steve Carell comedy on TV, TV on NBC that ran for a long time, The Office, Scott's Tots. There may be uh, more. In depth meaning behind this, Sydney, but it looks like you must be a fan of The Office. Perhaps that episode had a, a great impact on your life, and that's why you've got that as your profile tag, I guess, on Twitter. But Sydney wants to let us know on Twitter. She wrote, My mom just told me I'm, quote, getting too fancy for my britches. Hashtag Southern. Getting too fancy for my britches. Sydney, love the. Point you bring from your mother and maybe you are getting too fancy for your britches i don't know what you did perhaps watching episodes of the office could have been what it was but just because she used the word britches i love that you know some people call them pants but southerners especially deep south southerners love that term britches and i think it's a great word it kind of makes me chuckle every time i see it even written out britches go put your britches on and uh, yeah, she is maybe getting too fancy for her britches. And her mom called her out on it, Sydney. Sydney, you got a good mom. I mean, how many parents out there let your kids get away with murder? A lot of you. Let's make it very clear. A lot of you do. But some of you are a caring parent and you want to stand up to your child. We just heard on the Y'all Show comedian Leanne Morgan from East Tennessee, and she had that great comedy bit where she was bragging on her daughter, how wonderful she was, beautiful, athletic. And then she just kind of threw it in there that her daughter was mean. (laughs) And I know she was a stand-up comedian talking, so maybe there's not total truth to her statement. But I thought that was just, I mean, I almost fell out of my chair laughing the way she just kind of casually slid that in there. But some of our kids can be mean. They can be mean at times. And and I don't think, uh, as parents... We should let them get out of control, and and we need to stand up to them. And like Sydney's mom said, that she might be getting too fancy for her britches. you got to let them know when they're getting too fancy for their britches. Tell them that. Even use that exact quote. You're getting too fancy for your britches. Now, get over there and eat your hamburger steak with gravy with sweet potatoes. New South Produce Cooperative is is on Twitter. They're kind of a new account on Twitter. At New South Co-op is the Twitter account. And if you're wondering what New South Produce Cooperative is, they are from Arkansas, and they essentially are a community-supported agricultural program, a CSA, and they get produce from throughout Arkansas and provide Arkansas-grown produce to local restaurants and retailers, as well as Arkansas communities. This is a very common thing now, these CSA programs. And as the child of a vegetable farmer, I I know a, a little bit about growing farm vegetables and the hard work that goes into it. And these CSAs oftentimes deliver produce to subscribers. They get people to pay for the produce before they actually even have it ready to deliver. Maybe even months in advance to where the money helps pay for the expense of growing the produce. But the CSAs then meet up with the subscribers of their program and give them on usually a weekly basis baskets loads of produce, depending on what's available to be picked or what they've gathered. Kind of a neat thing and bringing that farm-to-table energy to people across the region and across the country. Well, New South Produce Cooperative on Twitter has tweeted out something called Recipe Friday. And it looks like every Friday they're going to have some great recipes coming from their Twitter account at New South Co-op. But on Recipe Friday today, they say nothing beats the southern treat of fried green tomatoes, and fried okra. We paired them with a fresh salsa for a punch of bright flavor, but you can also enjoy these delights with your favorite dip, like chipotle mayo or ranch dressing. Well, that's news to me. I love my fried green tomatoes, but I don't like them as much as I like fried okra. Nothing like good fried okra. (laughs) Uh, Fried green tomatoes, they're, they're kind of a hard thing to find fried green tomatoes that are fantastic. Usually they're kind of kind of like a lot of food. They're they're acceptable. But if you can find one that's done in a special way, man, that that is good stuff. But fried okra now, that's it, hard to mess that up. It may be hard to get fried green tomatoes wonderful, well it's almost impossible to destroy fried okra or fried okra. There's no excuse to have bad okra. That's fried Trying either one of those with dip, like chipotle mayo or ranch dressing, I, I haven't tried that. It sounds sounds delicious. It sounds like maybe the perfect thing you could have at your next party. Put over there a plate with fried okra, fried green tomatoes, and some mm-hmm. mayo or ranch dressing available for your guests. That's some classy stuff there. I appreciate that, New South Produce Cooperative. Good, good pointer there. Julie Rogers on Twitter at julie r o three four eight five three nine o one. That's one heck of a Twitter length of the handle. Just me, I say it like it is. Why Twitter blocked me for a couple of days? Okay, what do we got coming up here? Well, Julie has an image of a big old mudden pickup truck with a CSA battle flag flying in the back, and the lyrics to the Blake Shelton song "Redneck." You know, redneck kicking up dust traveling the roads i don't know all the words but she wrote so twitter i get blocked for using hashtag redneck i'm a southern person here and a proud red blake shelton redneck y'all need to get your priorities straight worry about trump saying the p word and the n word etc block him it sounds like julie rogers may have gotten into a little battle with Twitter and perhaps block for putting things about rednecks on and she claims that she is a redneck which I have told you many times here that I am a half redneck and she got into trouble with Twitter if true and I hope it's not if this is true I think Twitter and these social media people are getting way out of hand I know on a recent show I was watching on television these social media companies and these tech companies like Facebook, they have to make a decision. Do they want to be censoring people and being more like publishers or they just want to offer a service where anybody can use and they don't really have their own agenda? If they want to go the route of being more like an editorial company where people can block and essentially censor information, well, that falls in more of a journalism-type entity, which means they can be sued, and they should be sued, because we have something called the First Amendment in this country. And if, if Julie wants to get on there and put redneck stuff and put Confederate flag stuff or whatever else she's possibly doing that that is promoting her Southern culture, there is nothing wrong with that. And as long as she's not breaking any laws, people get offended by the easiest things these days. And Twitter, I think, is going out of their way If this is Twitter, indeed. But there are, I should say, some of these entities going way out of their way and getting way overboard with their censorship. Alex Jones has been in the news the last few days with what he's done. And Alex Jones, he is to the extreme. I realize that. He said some idiotic things. I realize that. But you can't censor the guy. It's First Amendment. Unless he's breaking a law, you don't censor anybody. We have a right to say whatever we want, and we have a right to suffer the consequences. But when these platforms get into the picking of what censorship they want to have on their platforms, then that is a dangerous situation, and I don't like to see that be brought out. Even if somebody is out there doing things that you completely reject, if it's not breaking any law and there's no legal ramification, they have every right to say whatever they want to on social media. They have every right to say that in public even. Now, there may be consequences, uh, maybe not legally, but you know, they, there can be boycotts staged or whatever the case. And that's also people's First Amendment right. But do not get into a very, very questionable area of being into censorship. If you're the Facebooks, the Twitters, the other outlets out there that people use for all kinds of propaganda. It might be just about selling stuff. It might be about your favorite sports team. I mean, I get offended by some sports teams. I really do. I can't stand to look at some of their logos. I can't stand to see their colors. But that's the person's right to be a fan. And it's my right to not be a fan. The good old challenge of being an American. Wish you well with your fight with Twitter. Julie, we are behind you here on the Y'all Show. George Upchurch is on... We are certainly behind you here on the Y'all Show. George Upchurch on Twitter, at George Upchurch. God-fearing father and grandfather who loves golf. George, you're the kind of guy that I think I'd like to hang out with. Maybe we could go have a glass of sweet tea together sometime. George has a tweet with a picture attached with two youngsters, probably two and three years old, having some breakfast. And this picture says, Breakfast with these two is always a treasure. Yes, we drink sweet tea for breakfast, hashtag Southern. George, I'm guessing these are probably your two granddaughters with you in this photo, and one of them's got a big old glass of sweet tea with a palmetto tree on it from South Carolina, so right now, even more so, I want to grab a a cold drink with you and give you a toast. I'll even buy that glass of sweet tea for you and your granddaughter, but what a good picture there of two youngsters, and I'm trying to get my youngster into tea. Right now, he's he's into Sprite like most kids, and he'll drink water without any reservation. He he likes water, but God, I just can't. I gotta get my kid. It's embarrassing to be the y'all guy, and my own son doesn't drink tea like he should. He doesn't drink Coke either. He uh, he'll we he'll, he will, but he prefers Sprite and water. But you gotta drink tea if you're gonna live in the South. It's it's required. It's required. Okay, to Bluffton, South Carolina we go, my future hometown. I've tried to live there twice before, and somehow the God's mission for me had me going other places inside, instead of Bluffton and Hilton Head and Beaufort, South Carolina. But I still have it on my life journey to get back there in some way, shape, sure or form. It might be one day a year I live there, <laughs> but I love that place. And the Bluffton, South Carolina Twitter account is at ExploreBluffton.com. And they are the complete guide to accommodations, activities, events, coupons, and more in Bluffton, South Carolina, just north of Savannah, Georgia. Awesome area, and they've got a great tweet. From traditional Southern meals to sugary sippins and late-night nibbles, the Low Country's got a flavor all its own. But you don't have to spend a fortune at restaurants to sample some of the South's specialties. And Explore Bluffton has a link to a story called Five Foods You Must Try in the Low Country. And I could not wait to click on this and see what they have because there's a lot of different choices. The Low Country of South Carolina, Charleston, Beaufort, and, of course, this area, Bluffton and Hilton Head, and also Savannah, Georgia, literally like 20 minutes away. Very good place. But these five foods you must try in the Low Country, according to at Explore Bluffton, Fried green tomatoes. We've been talking about them a lot today. Fried green tomatoes. Shrimp and grits. Doesn't get much better than that. Sweet tea. We just talked about that. Requirement. Check. Pralines. Not pralines. Pralines in New Orleans. In Savannah and Charleston. It's pralines. And I make a mean praline. I'll have to share my recipe sometime with you. Pralines. And finally another sweet that is delicious and More of these are grown in Bluffton and in South Carolina than in Georgia. Peaches. Peaches and pralines. That that sounds like a perfect snack. And that is from Explore Bluffton. And when in Bluffton, go by and see my friend Johnny Cahill at Cahill's Market, 1055 May River Road. Cahill's Market is a place you can get fresh fruit. He grows some of it in the back of the place. Fresh vegetables also. And what he doesn't get there, he actually goes to Columbia every Friday and brings back a huge trailer full of produce from the South Carolina Farmer's Market. I know because I've sold him some at Raw Farms' place in Columbia, South Carolina's at the Farmer's Market there. And he is a good guy. He actually gave me one of his Cahill Markets hat. I gave him a yawl cap. So a good trade there with the Cahill's Market. But they have great produce, but they have cooking at Cahill's Market. They cook every day, breakfast and lunch and maybe even supper. And they don't just have a handful of selections. They have tons of great Southern food that you can get there. And they've got homemade ice cream. It may be my favorite place in the world, Cahill's Market. Can't wait to get back there and sample the good food that they have with uh, Johnny Cahill and his staff. And I am have to put my Cahill's Market hat on. It's got like a rooster crow and it. it's really a cool hat. Snapback hat, too, and can't wait to see him again and get back to Bluffton. Great place, but try not to tell too many people because you know if the place became like Atlanta, I would want to live there, but for right now, it's a wonderful, wonderful spot, and again, maybe one day I might be living there full time or I might be there one day out of the year, but I cannot wait, kind of like the Twitter account, to go to at Explore Bluffton. Well, The Y'all Show will wrap up for the week. In the next segment, we've got a look at sports headlines. We've got a look at new movies. And we have from Dixie with Love. That's right around the corner on The Y'all Show. Stay with us.
7: Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed.
8: Hi, I'm Jessica Alba, entrepreneur and mom. When it comes to helping students succeed, I'm all in. And so is Staples. That's why I'm teaming up with Staples for Students and DonorsChoose.org, the charity that helps teachers bring learning to life. Join us by donating in store or online at StaplesForStudents.com. Your donation will help local teachers make a difference for their students because every kid deserves a great start this school year.
9: Hey, small business owners. Whether you're known for designing dresses for divas or delivering amazingly accurate accounting, there's something that makes your business great. And Vistaprint is here to help you tell the world. That's why we're offering 500 custom business cards starting at 9.99. 99 There are hundreds of styles to choose from, easy logo upload, and our team is standing by to help you out. So be bold, be brilliant, and be the person who gets 500 business cards for just 9.99 at vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code 7575 at checkout. That's vistaprint.com, promo code 7575.
3: We work hard at being healthier. What?
12: Somebody enough, you'll follow wherever they go. That's how I got to Memphis. That's how I got to Memphis. If you love somebody enough, then you'll go where your heart wants to go. That's how I got to Memphis. That's how we got to Memphis.
0: Final segment of the week here with John Rawl. This is the Y'all Show, talk with a Southern accent, and looking at the new movies hitting theaters today and this weekend. Can't wait to see this one with Mark Wahlberg. Another thriller as he plays an elite American intelligence officer in Mile Twenty Two. Ooh man, I need to I need to make sure that one is on the to do list before Sunday comes along directed by peter berg also this looks like a whole lot of fun crazy rich asians and say new contemporary romantic comedy with an asian spin to it love it and it's actually got a great southern connection as it has our friend from the hangover leslie chow ken jong he stars in crazy rich asians out and he is from north carolina originally i think he actually graduated from duke as well but that should be a lot of fun Also, the movie Alpha is out this weekend, directed by Albert Hughes. And in limited form, you've got movies including Juliet Naked, The Wife, We the Animals, Minding the Gap, Memoir of War, Billionaires Boy Club, and The Little Mermaid. And that's a look at the new movies hitting theaters this weekend. NFL action tonight in the NFL. You've got a couple preseason games. The Falcons have their home opener. For the preseason, are at Mercedes-Benz Stadium as they host the Kansas City Chiefs. The Lions host the New York Giants. And in Cleveland, the Browns host the Buffalo Bills. Last night in NFL preseason action, we had a couple of games that we want to pass along to you with some results. You had the Redskins defeating the New York Jets 15-13. Green Bay toppled the Pittsburgh Steelers 51-34. to and in a rematch of the Super Bowl, the Pats this time got the best of Philadelphia, winning 37-20 to over the Eagles. Saturday, there'll be some games also going on in NFL preseason action. The Jags travel to Minnesota for a game. Raiders and Rams meet up in Los Angeles. Bengals, Cowboys, Buccaneers, Titans in Nashville for a game starting at 7 o'clock Nashville time Saturday night. 49ers are in Houston playing the Texans. Bears are at Broncos. And the Seattle Seahawks travel to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers at StubHub Center. Monday night, there's a game. Also, you've got the Colts hosting the Baltimore Ravens. That's a look at NFL preseason information. Brant Snedeker, the former Vanderbilt golfer, turned pro, who's done quite well, but still hasn't captured a major on tour. He shot a 59 at the Wyndham Championship in Greensboro, North Carolina, during his opening round on Thursday 11 under 59 one shot shy of matching the PGA tour record he made a 20 foot put on his final hole to become the ninth player in tour history to break 60 and the guy that broke that record of 58 was Jim Furick, who had a 58 in the final round of the travelers championship back in 2016 now I will pick on Furyk a little bit I think the course he got that 58 on might have been a par 71 possibly even a par 70 course not quite the same as a par 72 course, but Brant Snatiker in fuego on the course. And the Vanderbilt alum be on the lookout for him this weekend, assuming he has a good second round today in PGA action in Greensboro. Now, looking at Major League Baseball matchups this weekend of note for the South, you've got the Tampa Bay Rays going to Boston to take on the Red Sox, the Washington Nationals host the Marlins, and a NL East series going on this weekend. The Orioles are at Cleveland. The Atlanta Braves have another game with the Rockies tonight. The Rockies came back in dramatic fashion in the ninth inning Thursday night to the top of the Braves. Rangers hosting the LA Angels in Arlington this weekend. The Kansas City Royals are at Chicago. And the St. Louis Cardinals also are in action. They've got the Milwaukee Brewers in town the Houston Astros are at Oakland, and that is a look at our Southern teams going on in baseball this weekend. Well, that wraps up our Y'all Show for the week. It's been a pleasure to once again be your host as we've got you through another week of August. Remember, next week is the start of college football. It happens next Saturday, so get ready. Go ahead and spend some weekend of the time this weekend getting all your gear ready. Get your grill ready, as Matt Herman's would have warned you a couple days about, and just get ready for so much excitement as it's Upon us. And if before that time, we want you to have a great weekend with your family and friends. Thank you for listening to y'all. Again, podcasts of the show are available anytime. Just go to iTunes and search for the Y'all Show. Or you can search anywhere for the Y'all Show and find podcasts through our partners on the web, including Listen Notes. We'll get this thing going again on Monday. We got a full week of action on the Y'all Show. On Tuesday of next week, James C. Cobb, a noted Southern researcher and professor, he's going to be our guest. He had a wonderful article on time.com the other day about the South. We're going to dig into his knowledge about the South, and that's all ahead next week. Well, from Dixie with Love is going to get us out of here for the week. You have a great weekend. I'm John Rawls signing off. You've been listening to y'all.
1: endless
2: scratching. The itch from my eczema is unbearable. Are you struggling to get relief from chronic itching due to your atopic dermatitis, also known as eczema? If so, you may qualify for a clinical study testing an investigational medication for the severe itch associated with atopic dermatitis. Qualified participants will receive study-related care and medication at no charge. Call 1-844-777-4824 or 1-844-777-ITCH or visit advandastudy.com for more information on how to participate. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals